and that might do it. Al Horford with the rebound, throws it up in the air, and the Boston Celtics will go to the NBA Finals. How are you going? Hang on. It is NBA Australia. It's Monday, May 30. It's gonna be May. And the NBA Finals is set. That's right. It's all going on. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Uh, here in Larry Armour Studios, it's wet, it's cold, it's miserable. But still, basketball just gives me a warm glow. That's right. Today, Miami won game six, Boston win game seven. We're going to talk the last two games of the East Finals and Boston making the NBA Finals to face the Golden State Warriors after a bit of rest for everybody. Isn't that nice? Uh, so we've got weekend winners and losers. We've got the game wraps from uh, game six and seven. We're talking that's not a knife, all mate, no mate, spun of the night, better than Lonzo Ball, dickhead of the weekend. We've got some yeah, nahs. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back takeouts. Where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, there's the Andrew Gaze Grey Mummer Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and our very, very first blush NBA Strayer Finals Preview Preview. <laughs> That's right, we're previewing the preview. Love our first uh, look at some of the odds and stuff. So, uh, And then we'll close out with a brand new deli review of Kenobi. Noise. Ah. Uh, a bit of a uh, wiped out Jimmy today, but let's get stuck in. Episode 826 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Uh, you better. Especially Charles Barkley. Did you see the video of Shaq trying to pick up Chuck? Enjoyed that. Uh, also better watch out for the uh, croaky Jimmy. Just a big weekend. Oh, God. I'm getting too old for this shit. I'll tell you that. Uh, seriously, like three nights straight of boozing and going out and standing up and watching the same band. Amazing. Absolutely amazing time. I'm also completely wrecked. <laughs> My body can't do this as well as it used to. I'll tell you that much. Oh, Jimmy, you're getting old, man. Yeah, no, seriously, the uh, hold steady. What a weekend that was here in Melbourne. God damn. There's a reason they're like one of my top three, four favorite bands of all time. That's why I've got a hold steady tattoo. Uh, Just a great run of nights with some mates, some beers, some sing-alongs. Ah, a bunch of just hairy dudes singing along with each other. Isn't that a great vibe? Anyway, and now we're going to talk some hoops. <laughs> Love it. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia, the daily whip around. Uh, yeah, the NBA Finals start this Friday, which is good because it's actually going to give the Warriors get a big bunch of time off. That's what happens when you kick the shit out of the Mavs. You're allowed to take a bit of extra time off. The Celtics, though, as banged up as they've been, actually also get a few days off as well. I love it. So that's really cool. Fantastic times. Celtics, Warriors, 
NBA Finals. Finals, finals. Uh, should be great fun. Can't wait. What a matchup. We'll talk about this a little bit more in Yenars and everything, but damn. Uh, the Lakers also officially have a new coach, Darvin Ham. Millie Walker, Bucks assistant. Love that. It's pretty cool. I also love that the Lakers got knocked off like uh, they basically make, you know, a little bit of a splash. There's like, yeah, we've got a new coach. And everyone's like, we don't care. You're bad. Go away. <laughs> and uh, there you go. And uh, the other little bit of news going into today's game. Uh, it was pretty crazy. You've got your notifications set and off it goes. You've got Hero is going to be playing. We've got Time Lord playing. We've got Marcus Smart playing. And uh, kind of neat. The weirdest part was Mike Breen, the GOAT announcer at the moment, uh, wasn't able to do today's ESPN ABC game with uh, the usual crew, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson. Mama, there goes that man. Mama, there goes that COVID. Hand down, COVID down. Uh, so Mike Breen is in the COVID protocols, and Jeff Van Gundy sounded like you could you could literally hear the COVID spreading through him throughout the game. It's like, how is he not like a close contact now? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, there you go. Jeff Super Spreader Van Gundy, I reckon. Anyway, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if he makes game one of the finals. Anyway, uh, let's get stuck into the game wraps. We'll fly through Saturdays and then we'll talk about today's game. Let's do it. In the NBA Australia, game wraps, 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 that's right. Game six and seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, 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 Finals. What a time it was. Miami 111 in Boston, 103. They win game six. Uh, I took Boston, and actually, uh, if you remember Friday's preview show, my point was I'd usually take the eight and a half points for Miami because I'm not going to trust Boston in a closeout game in game six until I see it. <laughs> Jimmy Butler went, you're right, Jimmy, blow it out your ass. Seriously, Jimmy Butler went, fuck you, Jimmy. And the Celtics never could set the tone in this game at all. And even then, when they got ahead late and having fought back, fought back, fought back, it just... It felt like they had done it, right? The screwing around, playing with your food. Ah, now they've locked in. They've gotten the lead. They'll run away with it. They'll win by five or six. And Miami flipped the script. It was incredible. Miami punked them. Like, the lack of intensity and focus literally out of the gate for Boston was pretty stunning. Uh, But, you know, they sort of slowly clambered back into it. And you could also see just Miami's offense just go again as it, did all series go completely ice cold against this Boston D uh, for large swathes of time. But two minutes to go, you got what? It's tied at 99, I think, at that point. Jalen Brown misses a couple of free throws. Butler gets an and one the other way. It's a five point swing, and the Celtics never let again. Tatum gets stripped. Uh, just a classic sort of run of little turnovers. PJ Tucker hits a couple of free throws. Al misses a three. And like the Boston crowd is like, dude, what just happened? We won this game. <laughs> there were charges being called. It was the Derek White game. He'd kept them around, kept them in it. He played his ass off. But Jimmy Butler just took it to a next level and absolutely demolished them. And the Heat won it. And it was pretty gnarly. Like, it was a weird game. It was a f- wasn't exactly a fun game, I thought. Uh, but, you know, you expected Kyle Lowry to bounce back after just doing nothing the prior two games. He did. He goes for 18 and 10, goes 4 of 9 from 3. Struce hits 3 of 8 from 3. PJ Tucker went 2 of 2 on 3. 
And the Celtics just couldn't really get anything else going, and they just would have these big stretches where it just sort of fell apart. So Tatum ends up with 39-4. and four. Shot 9 of 12. JB, Jalen Brown goes 6 of 13 for his 20. And Derek White goes for a 22-piece on 4 of 7 from 3. And the Celtics lose. Because Jimmy Butler played a game. It was basically a LeBron game. Like, when Jimmy Butler throws up these games, you're like, that's basically what LeBron does as regularly as Jimmy Butler. But we just don't expect it from Jimmy Butler as much as we ought to. 47 points. Nine rebounds, eight assists, four steals. He goes 16 to 29 shooting and four of eight from three, which is probably the most stunning part. 11-11 at the free throw line. They tie up the series. So we've got game seven. We're going into Miami and boy, howdy. This was a tough one if you're a Celtics fan because you just basically shit the bed and should have lost, but you didn't. (laughs) Like the relief... That my Boston fan mates have just like hit me up about. It's like, I can't believe we actually fucking won that at the end. It's like, yeah, they did. So they went at 196. They're making, you know, plans now to go to Golden State for game one because they're in the NBA finals. And how did they get there? What a weird game this game seven was. The Celtics looked awesome. They started so much better in this game. They came out ready. They came out hot. They're like six up out of the books, like, no, like, stress at all. I don't think Miami scored for the first couple of minutes. Then you had Smart hitting a three, Horford hitting a three, Tatum hitting a three. Grant Williams is doing Grant Williams thing. You turn around, you're like, holy shit, they're up 24 to nine. This has the makings of, like, a uh, Dallas Phoenix-esque game seven blowout. But Miami ripped off, like, it was hilarious because I think Miami ripped off, like, an eight-zip run. Boston answered it with an eight-zero run with Smart, White, and Tatum just sort of doing all the damage. Uh, so it's like, what, 32-17 after one? You're like, oh, God. <laughs> Miami down 15 at home after one quarter. But if there's anything we've learned in these playoffs is that it doesn't matter how much you're down by after the first quarter. And uh, that's it. It completely turned from there. Like, Miami, the refing, it just got weird. The toughest part for Miami was that no one else apart from Bam and Jimmy Butler could hit a shot. Like, Bam got it back down to a nine-point game in that second quarter. Uh, I think he was going after his own offensive. Yeah, gets an offensive rebound, scores. It's like back under single digits already. And you're like, this is good. Miami making this a game. They're fighting. They're fighting hard. Hero got out there for a little bit. He looked absolutely cooked. It was like basically if you put Jeff Van Gundy out there, it's like this is how bad... They couldn't hit a three, Miami. They were 1 of 10 in the first half. Struess and Lowry started 0 of 7. Derek White's nailing threes. Jalen Brown's hitting free throws. Smart. Tatum played his ass off in this game as well in a way that he was finding dudes who were open. He was finding cutters. And every time Boston moved the ball, it just felt like they were getting really good looks. And at some point, it turns out like Boston to back up 16. They've settled down. Uh, but Struce hits a three. Jimmy Butler walks into a three. Butler's already got 24 points in the first half. Like the Celtics, they had been up, what, 15? It was like 53-38 with uh, a bit over two minutes to go. They blow this jump ball. It's ridiculous. They can't... It seems like when they run their offense, the Celtics could kind of get any shot they wanted. And usually a good shot. 
But the Celtics also would then sometimes go, ah, geez, I don't know if I want to pass this ball. And they'd jack up a contested, like, jumper, a contested three. And you turn around. And <laughs> the Heat have gotten within six <laughs> at the half. And every Celtics fan is just hitting me. Oh, God, Jimmy, what are we doing? I'm like, yeah, well, you're not getting into the free throw line. The Heat had, what, like 15 free throws or whatever in the second quarter. They got Boston into the penalty really early, and they just slowed that game to an absolute crawl. And as mentioned, like in those last couple of minutes, they got outscored 11-2. to two. And most of this was like Butler just going ham. He had 18 in that second quarter. Kyle Lowry was drawing fouls everywhere on Al Horford and Smart. And uh, off you went. I think the Heat missed eight free throws in the first half as well, which was actually the only reason they were down, which is nuts. But that was it, like 16 to 17 fouls in the first half of the Boston's, like in favor of uh, the Heat. 16 was the most fouls the Celtics have ever had in a game this season <laughs> in the first half. Like it was chaos. 22 to 8 in free throws as well. But anyway, the Celtics led. And you're like, okay, cool. You are either going to blow this very quickly or you can build on it. They built on it in the second half. Ripped off like, you know, a couple of, there's a couple of quick buckets out of the, uh, out of the halftime break by Miami. Boston, they sort of figured out how to go, right, Miami's switching. So when they do switch, what we'll do, we'll get Jalen and we'll get Jason just getting downhill and boom, just give him a bit of speed. And then Miami would double Tatum and it's like, right, we'll move Smart back out further to half court. So he's got a release valve. That gets him going downhill. And of course, when you've got, you know, your ball handler, whether it be Tatum or smart going downhill, you're finding open shooters, and they look good again. Like all you need is like a Brown and Horford pick and roll, and uh, Bam switches out, and Horford will roll, boom, off you go, easy buckets. And at that point, like Max Struess had a three that was later called not a three. Out of everywhere, everyone's like, "Wait, what? Huh? No." Seriously, they called, They checked it back in Secaucus, and they've said, oh, I stepped on the line. Like, what? Okay, like five possessions later. Either way, the trickiest part was, like, Tatum missed a couple of layups, and the Heat scored five points off them. Oladipo nailed a three, and uh, it's a seven-point game again. After a seven-zip Heat run, you're like, oh, God, Boston just, every time they'd eke out to a 13-point lead, the refs would sort of come into the play or the Celtics would just lose their shit. And at that point, like, the Heat weren't doing themselves any favor. Butler and Bam were a combined 23 of 36 from the floor. Everybody else was 6 of 27. Unbelievable. Anyway, they get to the fourth quarter. And uh, off they go. The Celtics, every time they move the ball, it looks okay. Miami get it all the way down to three, though. And you're like, what is happening? Oh, gee, seven-point Celtics lead after that third quarter. A dumb foul to end the uh, quarter by Smart. He did that in the second, uh, in the first half as well. But then Miami, they pull it down to three. They miss nine straight shots after that. I, for one, would just simply not miss nine shots. <laughs> Boston go on an eight-zip run. They're up 11. And Oladipo cuts it to nine four and a, in their first bucket in like four and a half minutes worth of game time. And uh, end of the shot. And this is where the game for Boston was basically won, where it gave them enough of a cushion that they could later shit the bed. 
Tatum hits an insane end of the shot clock three. Boston go up 12 with six minutes to go. And also you looked around, you're like, hang on a second, PJ Tucker's not playing. We don't haven't heard anything about why. This is weird. And then at the end of an at the end of the shot clock, inbounds play again. Tatum catches the ball at the elbow, rises up. It's basically a Kobe shot. And there is a 100 percent chance he also went Kobe as he shot it. He was wearing a Kobe armband. Boston go back up 12. Uh Jalen Brown misses one of two free throws. There's four minutes to go. Boston still lead by 10. There's a great drive by Smart. Boston are up 13. And you're like, right, they should be okay, right? It's an 11-point game. Three minutes to go after Big Budokar Larry hits a jumper, which was a butter jumper as well. Uh, but then Boston went into their prevent offense, didn't they? Who doesn't love a bit of Boston's prevent offense? Oh, what we'll do is we'll get the shot clock all the way down and end up with a bad shot. It's like, this is just, just run your shit. God damn it. Uh, there's like, what? A heat, I think the Heat ripped off an eight-zip run then, and it's a five-point game, 50 seconds left. Struce hits a three. It's an 11-zip run after uh, Jalen Brown leads with his fucking elbow into Bam's face. So Miami Bull, five-point game, less than a minute to go. Struce hits a three. It's a two-point game. No one's calling timeouts. <laughs> it's like, Boston, you realize you got timeouts at this point. And, like, leading into that Jalen Brown offensive foul, which basically turns into a, uh, they challenge, so it's essentially one of their timeouts. But it made zero, op- like, at some point, Ime Yudoka just had to have gone, right, five-point game, maybe we should just chill. Nah. Anyway, Marcus Smart misses, just because Marcus Smart just kept missing. Time and time again. He took the last five shots of Boston. Missed them all. Uh, he drives, throws up a prayer. Absolutely zero plan. 18 seconds left. Jimmy Butler on the outlet. He's got backpedaling Al Horford in front of him. Horford's like, please shoot the three, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler goes, fuck yes, I'll be a legend forever. Clank. <clears throat> Misses the three. Smart gets fouled. Hits both the free throws. Celtics back up four. Struce misses the three. And that's it. That's it. That was it. That was the game. Jimmy Butler, down two. Pulls up for three. Misses. Boston get the rebound. And that is your NBA Finals trip for the Boston Celtics. It was chaos. We'll talk about the three at length. But, geez. Smart hitting his free throws down the stretch was pretty big, obviously. But at the same time, what an epic Epic, just shitting of the bed moment for the Boston Celtics in those last three minutes. That was horrifying, horrible basketball. But anyway, look, Miami ended up about 6 of 30 from downtown. They still missed those eight free throws, 16 to 24 at the line. Butler backs up his insane game six with a really good game seven, 35-9 and only one assist. Jimmy Butler's like, motherfucker, I am going to hit these shots. Because you idiots aren't. 13 to 24 from the floor. 1 of 4 from downtown. The one that he hit, he walked into it beautifully. 8 of 11 at the free throw line. But just, he was doing everything. That second quarter was amazing. And you could just see his eyes light up when he realized, hit this shot, I'll be immortal. <laughs> Live forever. Win the conference finals off your own back. Anyway, Bam had 25 and 11 with 4 assists. Shot 12 of 21. He was really good. But at the same time, 
same with most Bam Metabio games. You feel like you left a little bit out there. <laughs> like Bam, it's like, can you just go at the bucket? Like offensive touches, you know, and your touch around the bucket, can you just get it going towards the hoop as opposed to these weird little leaners and always sort of falling backwards? It's so weird. But anyway, Big Budukala had 15 points, seven boards, three assists, two turnovers, but just shot four or 12. Oof. One of six from three. Struce, three of ten shooting in the end for him for eight points, two of seven on triples. Oladipo, or should we call him Wick Oladipo? Because he had no O really today. One of seven from downtown. He was a plus 16 was Wick though. But it felt like every time he like launched a shot, the Celtics like, that's fine. Please, Victor, shoot it. Uh, four or 12 for him in my overall. Gay Vincent, four points. Hero only played the seven minutes. Just look, gacked. And uh, Tucker, 17 minutes, 0-3, minus 16. Didn't come back in after uh, leaving in the third quarter. And it's sort of like a bit of a, you know, study in exactly what the Heat struggled with all season. Basically, shot making and creation outside of Jimmy Butler. A compromise, big booty car, Lowry. No, like a shell of himself, Tyler Hero. Usually, if you're healthy, the Heat could piece together something, but without them all healthy, it was always going to be a bit of a stretch. And I think, for me, one of the biggest things that to come that will come out of this game is just like putting the blowtorch to Boston like the Heat did at the end. Like, the Celtics will try their absolute hardest to beat themselves. you just got to push them in the right direction. But the Heat just didn't have the shot making to back it up. Like, Struess was incredible uh, with those, like, the three hit late. And uh, Butts, though, like, going for the flat-out hero shot, I love it. I'm going to talk about that later, but it's also like, you know, you could probably drive, probably get fouled. <laughs> just saying. Might have been a better option, but anyway. The Celtics letting Marcus Smart dictate their uh, course in the end was also a bit of a worry. Tatum ends up with 26 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, shot 9 of 21, hit 4 of his 7 threes. Played his ass off. Great game. 24, 6 and 6 for Jalen Brown. Smart with 24 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists in the end, 3 of 10 from downtown. They won despite him taking the most shots on the team, which doesn't usually happen. 8 of 22 shooting for him. I just can't imagine that... There's a coaching staff in the world that would look at this and go, Marcus Smart, we definitely need you to take more shots than both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Bit weird. Al Horford was great. Again, five points, 14 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Made his finals. I love it. We'll talk about that in a second. Grant Williams is really good. Great hustle all game. The threes weren't there, but he was looking good. 11.6 rebounds. He was just a force under the bucket time and time again. Like, weird little rebounds, weird little putbacks. He still missed a couple of fucking bunnies, and I don't know how he missed them, but you needed that hustle and you needed that sort of energy from Grant Williams. And to have the 11.6 rebounds after some of the games he's had this series, that was huge. And Derek White, 3 of 8 shooting, 2 of 3 from downtown for his 8 points and 3 rebounds. He was awesome at times. Uh... Copped a fucking elbow to the bonds too, which wasn't great. But Time Lord, 15 minutes. He also looked a little bit bung with that knee. He had two points and three rebounds. They basically played those seven dudes, the Celtics. Not a giant amount of time for Time Lord. It was a lot of Grant Williams, Al Horford, Smart, JB, and Tatum. And it worked. Pritchard got out there for two minutes, did nothing else. But Boston, knock off the last three teams. That's right. They knocked off the last three teams 
that had booted them from the playoffs. They beat the Nets, who beat them in 2021. They beat the Heat, who beat them in 2020. And they beat the Bucks, who beat them in 2019. And they are now in the NBA Finals. How good is that? Not bloody bad. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night, though. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. It's Jimmy Butler, 47-9-8, with four steals and 16-29 shooting in Game 6. Absolute chaos. A game for the ages. The most LeBroniest of LeBron games that LeBron never LeBron. Then he backs it up with 35 today, played his heart out, Misses the three. Bit of a tough one. What are you going to do? It was just one of those absolute kitchen sink, fuck you, I'm Jimmy Butler, let's get this over the line, that you've got to be so afraid of if you're the Celtic going into this game. You've like you've just seen him do it. 47 in game six. It was absolute chaos. So he could do that again in game seven. He's now at home. Jesus. They just limited him enough. There was a couple of moments there in the third quarter where, uh, and especially earlier in the fourth quarter too, where Butler drove, and I'll talk about the refs in a bit. I hate talking about refs. I fucking hate it. But this was just such a weirdly officiated game that it felt like the amount of times that things were called at one point and then they just weren't, and then reverse it and flip it around. It's like suddenly we're going to give these guys these sorts of calls, but not the other team. It was a head scratcher. But Butts just had a couple misses in that third and fourth where you're like, oof. If that goes in, like maybe just gets on a little bit more of a roll and gets him over the line, but he didn't. And the Larry Bird Eastern Conference Finals, Finals, Finals MVP trophy goes to Jason Tatum. All right. Uh, so he's going to get an NBA Australia approved performance in the night as well because 26-10-6, a really good game. 4-7 from 3, that was the crucial aspect of Massive three that I talked about at uh, the end of a shot clock. Possession is just fucked. He nails the three. And I'm not sure if it's the next possession, but the Kobe end of the shot clock again from the elbow, step back leaner, was absolutely amazing. Add that shot making uh, to some of the passing that he pulled off tonight. And Tatum just had that sort of complete game without getting them over the hump right down the stretch and somehow Marcus Smart fucking hijacking it. But Tatum was really good. They don't even get, obviously, into that position to be able to shit the bed and still win the game without Tatum. Early in the fourth quarter, making the right pass, finding the right dude, driving, uh, negotiating double teams with a confidence that Devin Booker just must have been punching a fucking wall about. And just sort of put it all together just enough to go toe-to-toe with Jimmy Butler and get the win and make his first NBA final. So Tatum, not bloody bad for a 19-year-old. I love it. But the Jimmy Butler 47, 9 and 8 with four steals. You know where that's got to go? This is going straight to the pool room. Because as it was happening, you're like, this is a Jimmy Butler game for the ages, while Derek White's like, oh, come on, man, this is the Derek White game. What the fuck? But Butler, that was awesome. Tatum wins the MVP. That seems fine. Uh, Butler had a horrible, what, game three and four? And you get that on the big jobs. You really do. So I can't really turn around and go, well, you know, 
I guess. Uh, well, like Butts also had like a bung knee at some point. So <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Anyway, it doesn't make any sense to me how Butler was bad for like two and a half games of this. Really good for like three and a half otherwise, and here we are. Anyway, but Tatum was really good all series apart from his horrible game three. He was good enough at least, and he was pretty good in that game six. Disappeared down the stretch in the second half. Stepped up just enough tonight, so great stuff. Who was Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 Spot of the night. Marcus Smart in game six was, uh, look, obviously hurting with that ankle, but he played 40 minutes and he went four of 15. <laughs> it was so bad. One of nine from three, Marcus. It's a bit on the fucking nose. And then, of course, though, tonight, uh, today, big boot of Carl Larry, Max Struess, uh combined to go seven of 22, three of 13 from downtown. And we're going to talk about that Struess foot on the line shit for a while, but... Spolstra was like, yeah, it's a bit weird. It probably changes, like, the maths. Obviously, if, uh, you know, we have an extra three points at some point. Uh, They also gave the Celtics a random two points off a shot clock violation that wasn't, that then got thrown back up and in for some reason they gave the Celtics the bucket. It was a bit strange, but that's not why they lost. Spo said that. You're like, ah, it's kind of neat. But Vincent goes 1-4, of 4-12 four, four for Oladipo. It was essentially the spuds of the night were pretty much everybody outside of Bam and Butts for the Heat. That was pretty, pretty brutal because you've got PJ Tucker going 0-3, Kyle Lowry 4-12, Struis 3-10, 1-4 for Vincent, 0-2 for Hero, and 4-12 for Victor Oladipo. Oh boy. So, meanwhile, Butler and Bam, 25 of 45. Oof, that's a tough look. And with Butler, obviously, getting to the line of shit done, 8 of 11. It's not quite 18 times in the line, though. And if you don't have your three-point shooters knocking down those threes at the same time, you're going to have a rough time. So bit of a spud vibe for the rest of the heat outside of Bam and Butts, and that's probably what cost them the game. Who was old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mate. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, it was Draymond Green uh, in Miami that apparently, you know, inspired them to win game six because he was already like, hey, man, we're going to be playing the Boston Celtics. It's like, all right, Draymond. They're only up 3-2. Yes, Miami look a bit gacked, but uh, you've just lit a fire under Miami. And PJ Tucker's like, yeah, I'd like to thank Draymond for lighting a fire on us. It's like, look. I don't think in a game six of an Eastern Conference Finals where you're staring elimination in the face, you need the fucking words of Draymond Green to inspire you to go and win that game. But good job, Draymond. <laughs> and old mate, no mates, he's your fucking mate. It's always going to be Jimmy Butler. Uh, Joel Embiid uh, tweeting out, Jimmy Butler needs some help. I mean, yeah, he's he's got no other mates out there who are really helping him. Bam just sort of disappears late. And you're like, oh, Bam, you're killing me. Butler in game six was 100% the Nelson Muntz. Ah, fuck it. I'll do it myself. Absolutely vibes of that. Get him a mate. Kyle Lowry was meant to be that mate. Kyle Lowry's not that mate. He's too old. PJ Tucker, old as shit. Maybe Bam, maybe not. Tyler Hero, perhaps. But old mate, no mates. Jimmy Butler. Get that man a mate. Pantsing of the night. Very bad 
I love this da- uh, pantsing of the night. Was uh, I had this in the notes. Al Horford blocked the shit out of Struess in the first quarter, sent back a dunk, and you're like, oh, God, that's going to hurt your fucking soul for a little bit. And uh, our man Dan Drosher <laughs> basically almost instantly messaged through, having your dunk uh, blocked by the bloke that's old enough to tell back-in-my-day stories is a pantsing of the highest order, and it 100% was. So Maxi Struess, bit of a rough one. What else we got? Better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I want to give this one to Grant Williams. Uh, Five of eight from the floor today. O of one from downtown. Grant Williams has had games where he's just an absolute sniper from three. He loves shooting threes. The Heat are like, all right, we won't let him get him rolling from three. And he's like, well, guess what? I'm going to go in there and get three offensive rebounds. I'm going to get 11 points. 11 points, six rebounds, and a block for Grant Williams today. That energy, that hustle that he showed really just like lifted the Celtics at times because you know that I love uh, junk buckets. Buckets where that's usually the end of a possession. We haven't scored. Ah, shit. Grant Williams, it's like the Thad Young. That's why he's called Thad Junk Buckets. Just hanging out sometimes, you put in like a couple of points out of nowhere and you're like, oh, God. And suddenly you get up to 11. It's made a big difference. And I'll tell you what, the hustle, just the sheer just energy underneath that bucket made a big difference. So Grant Williams today, better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Week. And I mean, it's obviously Draymond for going, well, yeah, we're going to be Blake Boston. But I kind of love that. Uh, Dick out of the weekend. I want to, like, Lowry and Smart having a flop off, which sounds dirty, but I don't know if it is. Uh, Lowry and, well, it's a bit of a, you know, just flop them out, boys. What do you reckon? Check this one out. Oh, yeah, it's a bit floppy. <laughs> also, fucking hell, could either of these two just stay on their feet? And also, if you're a ref, how would you go into a game? Watch Kyle Lowry just flail around, fall on his ass, and actually give him the benefit of the doubt. Same for Marcus Smart. Like, Smart does anything. Unless it's, like, fucking egregious, I would not be calling anything. And there were 100% times in Game 6 and 7 where it's like, can we? Can you just, just get up? Stop fucking flopping. This sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, they can win a co-dickhead of the weekend, I reckon. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Be back weekend winners and losers right after this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh my god! I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story: the winner of today's state lottery is me, me Ken Brockman. Brockman. All right, we're going to shut him in. There we go. Weekend winners and losers. Uh, we'll just do a really quick one uh, just because, you know, there's only so many weekend winners and losers. But number one, Golden State, they're a weekend winner because they're going to get a week off. That's awesome. At this point of the year, just to be able to go, all right, we're just going to chill the fuck out in Cali. We don't have to travel anywhere. We're the home team. This is awesome. Absolute weekend winner vibes. Ooh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, how is Jimmy Butler a weekend winner? His team, he just went out and Jimmy Butler somehow will always manage to stave off criticism 
and duck criticism and criticisms that other superstars would cop just horrifyingly. Like we talked about this when he had a couple of shit games in the series. So how does he not get blamed as much as like KD or somebody else would? Well, it's because he gets to point to games like this and goes, nah, I'm still that dude. I'm still that dude. And even though you might go, well, Jimmy, he should be a weekend loser because he missed that three and everyone thinks it's a bad idea to take a three when you're only down two and you could probably get it to overtime. Doesn't matter. The fact that he even took the three is just like, yeah, Jimmy Butler, he's that guy. <laughs> so you can just go, ah, oh, well, look, fucking take the shot, be a hero forever, miss it. Oh, well, I tried, you know, kind of vibe. So Jimmy Butler somehow, again, manages to duck and weave through any criticism you might want to throw at him. Obviously, a weekend winner, Al Horford. I love this story. 141 playoff games without making a finals appearance. It's the most ever. And now he's made it. That is neat, isn't it? And also, what a weird sort of career that Al Horford's had. Those chaos Atlanta teams. He goes to Boston. Off he goes. He's feeling good. They're feeling great. We've got Kyrie. We've got Gordy. Ah, we're not that good. Goes and gets his money from Philly. Realizes this is shit. Goes hangs out in OKC rehabbing for a year without doing anything. Just put him on ice. Walking around in cotton wool balls. Gets back to Boston. He's in the finals! Love it. Uh, Derek White got traded away from San Antonio. Team that made the play-in, but weren't going to do much. Just had a kid 10 days ago. Now he's in the finals. There's a weekend winner. Uh, But really, Cedric Maxwell... He's a winner. I enjoyed his uh, presentation. The uh, was it 1981? That's right, isn't it? 1981 Finals MVP. Uh, Cedric Maxwell presenting the Larry Bird MVP trophy to Tatum. He was having a great time. Uh, Boston in general, though, because the fact that after so much sort of promise, Brown and Tatum are going to be amazing for a decade plus. I can't believe how good they are. They make a couple of Eastern Conference Finals already. And uh, this is the point, though. You can't point to them and go, oh, well, they're still really young. They'll be back a million times. It's much more of a, uh, they're in their primes, heading into their prime. They're still very, very young. But they don't have inexperience and youth against them. Well, being able to point at something as an excuse, like, you should be winning through to the finals now. Like, that's how good you guys are. And that's actually pretty fucking big in my mind. It's like, yeah, you're actually living up to the expectations that you should have. And here we are. You did it. You know? And Tatum, that's kind of the vibe. So Tatum's a weekend winner. I mean, he's already ripped off what? He's gone through KD. He's beaten Giannis. Now he's beaten Jimmy Butler. It's a hell of a run. He wins the Larry Bird Eastern Conference MVP. uh, Eastern Conference Finals MVP. And... He stuck the landing. Not bad for a 19-year-old, Jason. Emo Udoka, rookie coach, making the finals again. You love to see that. Up against a bloke who did the same thing, Steve Kerr. Won it his first year. Ty Lu, he won it as well. And, uh, but Emo Udoka, what a great sort of... Uh, like, game six was a bit of a worry when they came out flat. And you can imagine why Celtics fans were like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And um, Ime Udoka lit a fire on him. That second half where they just made a couple of slight adjustments. It's really good. Uh, Marcus Smart is a weekend winner because Jimmy Butler misses that three and they won. 
which means that we all get to gloss over the fact that Marcus Smart almost completely fucking submarine the Celtics <laughs> at the end of that game. Five of their last their last five shots, he missed all of them. What are you doing, Marcus? Unbelievable. Speaking of which, let's do weekend losers. Oh yeah. Better do it. Do it. Press the button, Jimmy. We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. 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 Losers. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. Boston's prevent offense is a bit of a loser vibe, isn't it? I mean, God damn it. It's like, oh, we're going to burn as much. As much time off their clock as we can, and then we'll watch Marcus Smart miss threes. <laughs> okay, cool. Great plan. Absolutely great plan. Ugh. Just missing those shots, it was just brutal to watch for uh, your man, Marcus Smart. But at the same time, you know, they managed to win. So you did burn enough clock, but oh, god damn. Uh, the prevent offense is really, really tough to watch. It's just like, just run normal stuff. Like, just get into it. You, if you score, this game's done anyway. Like, I don't know why you then start changing up what you've been doing. I get that you want to burn as much clock as you can, but you can do that at the same time while also still running things rather than just going, ah, oh, we've run into nothing, and now we're shooting a contested three and it sucks. So, anyway, other losers, the refs, that was a horrible game. As I said... The amount of calls going against Boston in the second quarter, it all evens out sort of in the end, but that's the problem. Like, the topsy-turvy nature of this, of like, oh, we're going to call all these this way, and then we're going to stop. So just give us consistency. That's all we ever ask from refs, isn't it? And uh, just a couple of weird fuckiness uh, vibes about it. There's like some weird fuckiness in obviously game six as well, and that sort of leads from charge calls. I just hate charge calls. My entire vibe on charge calls and, uh, you know, block or charge. I just want to expand the restricted area so we don't have dudes sliding in under dudes as they're going up into the air. Just move it out further. It's not that hard. It's not rocket surgery sometimes. Uh, the Struce 3 when they go back and take away a triple from the Heat. That's a weekend loser because I think we all lose when they start doing that. Like where it looks like your shoe might not have actually touched the fucking line anyway. It just seems weird. They're like, nah, 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 nah. We reviewed it. We're taking away three points. Like, is that conclusive evidence that he actually stepped on the fucking thing? Also, I don't like we how we have to, like, zap Ruta film where Struce's shoe and where the shadow is over the line and has it hit it. It's the Sean Elliott vibe, but God damn, it kills me. Struce three, it's annoying, and it's going to be annoying talking about it. And uh, last one, weekend losers, the Lakers. But Jimmy, they made the right hire. Yes, they made the right hire. But also the Lakers are like, hey, hey we've got a new coach. And I was like, shut up. Get out of the road. <laughs> Warriors, Celtics. It's going to be sick. Fuck off, Lakers. Lakers like, no, no, no. We've got a new coach. Shut up. All right. Let's do some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. 
or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Do some year nahs. We're taking a bunch of NBA Australia lines aside. Whether more year or more nah. And they're brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. That's right. Go get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. And I'll tell you what. Go do it at NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Whatever you need. I'll sort you out. Get it out there. Quick smart. Uh, as I've mentioned before, getting some work done on the house. So I'm going to have to pack a bunch of shit up anyway. So if you can buy a T-shirt to A, help me pay the builder, <laughs> and B, I don't have to pack up as much shit, that'd be really good. So buy some NBA Australia gear. Click on the links in the socials, all that stuff. Go nuts. Get your merch, get your merch. Right, yeah, Nas. Number one, should Jimmy Butler have won the Eastern Conference Finals Larry Bird trophy for MVP? Yeah, nah. Nah. He was amazing. He played, what, four unbelievable games. And three pretty rough ones. Well, three or two and a half pretty rough ones. Uh, His four best games were probably better than Tatum's, but he did really just suck in games three and four and for most of game five too. So I can't really say that he deserves it over Tatum, who really only sort of sucked in game three. Like Tatum had 29, 8, and 6, 27, 5, and 5. 10-6-4 10-6-4 in that horrible game 3. 31-8-5, 22-12-9, 39-4, and 26-10-6. So, Butler probably had the higher highs, but the lower lows. Tatum was just better across the board, I guess, for, you know, of the seven games, six of them he was really good. Four of best games were probably from Butts, but was also bad in two and a half. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyway, I'm not going to beat myself up. Um... But I can also see where well, I think it was Tim Bontomps uh, of ESPN who was the lone voter actually had Jimmy Butler as the uh, Eastern MVP, which I'm kind of fine with. Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, neutral observer though, Celtics Warriors is the best NBA Finals outcome, isn't it, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Yes, of course. Yes. Like the Heat, you admire their fight. You admire their grit. But goddamn, they're cooked. There's just, like, so many injuries on that team. Like, if they were flying and if they were healthy, I'm on board. That's cool. But I just want to see really fucking good basketball. And essentially looking at the Celtics with a couple of days off to maybe see how Marcus Smart and Time Lord can uh, go, they're mostly pretty uninjured. Whereas the Heat are just, like, you know, shell of himself, Tyler Hero. Just old as shit, Kyle Lowry. PJ Tucker, who knows what's going on. It's just too much. Now you've got Celtics Warriors. You've got a mix, an amazing mix of young dudes, old dudes, superstars, super duper stars. Just really, really cool uh, history between the two teams as well. And off we go. But most importantly, and you know I love this, is this a great capital G-E-R-A-T uniform matchup finals? Yeah, nah, Yes! Yes! What a great uniform matchup this has the potential to be. Now, this is why I say potential. Just don't fuck this up, teams. Like, you've got the green, you've got the blue, 
You got the yellow. Even the black uniforms versus the whites of the other team should be good. Just don't fuck it up and have like those weird ones that they have. But they have like the combination of like green, yellow, blue, white, black. It has the makings of an all-time great uniform matchup. I just don't want them to fuck it up, which they could. They could easily do that with just some weird scheduling of weird jerseys, but I have great and very high hopes. Uh, will the Heat be okay after this? Yeah, nah. Ooh. Nah, like I feel like this was their best shot at another finals. And yeah, just the... Because I mean, you saw why this might be their last best shot because PJ Tucker, Big Booty Kyle Larry, they're older than shit. And they both broke down when they were needed probably most. Like that's not going to get better as they get older. <laughs> like, uh, And as good as Bam has been, Hero, look, you got to look at that and go, what's his actual ceiling? Can they sort of do what they did this year again and sort of uh, hope that they can just get to the end of the season healthier and have a bit more of a, uh, I don't know, a bit more of an identity, a little bit more shooting. Does Oladipo stay? Don't know. But they do need him beat. Is That's the obvious thing, but they... Won't get him <laughs> because there's no way the Sixers give up in beat. Um, but it does say it throws. There's a lot of questions. I think this uh, Miami Heat offseason. But Butler, he can sort of do this time and time again. But hooking your sort of wagon to Kyle Lowry just raises a lot of questions, doesn't it? Anyway, last big one, I guess. Can the Celtics beat the Warriors? Yeah, nah. Can they? Yeah. Will they? Ugh. Don't know, you might have to stay tuned for the uh, final, actual finals preview later this week. But it is a tasty, tasty matchup. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I don't think it's that unpopular, but yeah, I'm also, like, I'm fine with Butler shooting that three. Like, uh, I can't remember who tweeted at me, but it was like, yeah, saying how Bogey always says, yeah, play for overtime when you're at home. That's fine. But Jimmy Butler had also played every single minute of this game. And he's like, look, we're fucked if this goes to overtime. Like, they're younger. They're better. They won't do this weird shitting of the bed at the end of a game again. I'm going to hit this. I'm a big, bold legend forever if I make it. And he just missed it. Like, I'm fine that he had the stones to shoot it. Because I feel like he had the sense of, like, we have no chance (laughs) if we have to play another five fucking minutes. We're fucked. So the tricky part is, yeah, he's like, you know, not a great three-point shooter, but I think someone pointed out like his uh, three-point shooting percentage when it comes to the end of clock situations is actually pretty bloody good. Like 30, well, you know, half decent, 34% or something. So, but you've played every damn minute of the game. You hit the shot. You're feeling great. You go for a two, maybe get it to overtime. You might just feel a bit cooked. I'm fine with it. Good on him. What about... Our back takeouts, though. Oh, jeez. It's Monday at our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. We ran over Goanna. So guess what? It's Goanna Ghoulies Goulash Mondays only at our back. Goes great as a flame girl tastes. Take. There you go. You can really taste the Goanna in the goulash. Today's flame girl take is... You saw in today's game, every time the Celtics got up around 13, Adam Silver pressed his buzzer that shocked Scott Foster, who then understands the assignment. 
make sure that Game Seven's real fucking close. Only at Outback. Didn't it feel... Oh, my God. I, As I said earlier, I don't want to, like, bitch and moan about refs, but it was so just egregious how it felt like every time the Celtics were about to uh, really put the boot in. Whistles. 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 <laughs> like, random offensive fouls. You're like, what the fuck is that call? Time and time again. Scott Foster. Undefeated. Anyway, uh, take another quick break. Be back with the Andrew Gay's Grey Mumbra World, the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Inspiration Board, and the game preview, the pre-preview. Woo! The NBA Finals. Right after, let's hear from Nick Kay. This is Nick Kay, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Clap it up. Clap it up. Uh, Jimmy Butler is going to win today's Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence just for that Game 6 and 7. Like, that Game 6 was absolutely insane. 47, 9, and 8 with four steals. Goes 16 of 29 from the floor. Four of eight from three. In Boston, puts the fear of God into all the Celtics fans by winning game six on the road. Forces game seven almost by himself. And then in game seven, he has his eighth 30-point game of these playoffs. Eight! That's the most in a single playoffs by a Heat player since LeBron James did it in 2013. They made the finals. Amazing. So he drops 35-9 and nine today on 13-24 shooting. 1-4 from downtown. He played all but two minutes of the last two games of this series as well. Just absolute heart of a champion shit without actually being a champion. And uh, Butler left it all out there. The absolute kitchen sink vibes of this I fucking appreciate so much. Like what an absolute warrior, ironically, uh, Jimmy Butler was. So That's an Andrew Gay's Grandma War Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. 47 and 35. The dude scored 83 points over the last two games. It's amazing. Anyway. Uh, no, 82. Jimmy, use your math magician skills. <laughs> Patty Mills Game Day, ball Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, this one's Jock Landau. Landon in Texas. Obviously did some stuff for the Spurs, and then he popped over to San Francisco. You can see his sister. who's over there. Uh, so a couple of nice photos of uh, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em Landau. Checking out the San Franciscan Hills. I'll tell you what. I don't know if I've t- I, th- I feel like I've told that story time and time again. I've been to San Francisco only once. Yeah. Uh, but I got absolutely just shit-faced as well. And I uh, managed to find my way back to my hotel after going to a uh, Warriors jazz game. And uh, get shit-tanned in a couple of bars. Make it back to my hotel all because of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which is... As you know, the San Francisco sort of uh, ish city, as well as the LA one and stuff, as well as the Vegas one. And I'll tell you what, like the layout of the streets <laughs> in that house, Grand Theft Auto, were basically bang on. So I knew my way around. It was fucking unreal. What a world we live in. Um, but anyway, enjoyed that and seeing uh, Jock's photo. So good touring, Jock. That's just really good use of Instagram. Uh, right, let's do a game preview though. A pre-preview of Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Are you going to do it in Inverted Bane? Let's go. 
Game preview. NBA Finals Game 1 preview. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How was your weekend? Ugh, I'm so just washed. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Uh, we went 1-2 and two on the picks on the weekend, obviously. Uh, my pick was Boston to win on Saturday. But if they lost that, then they'd win Game 7. So 1-2. Leaves 41 of 83 so far for the playoffs. Uh, hopefully we can turn that around for the finals. But here we go. First blush look. This is not going to be any of the picks or anything yet. Uh, we'll do that in the actual NBA final preview show. So, But first blush, Celtics Warriors NBA finals. Finals, finals, finals. Game one, the Warriors are three and a half point favorites for Friday. What do you reckon? Three and a half points. Feels about right, doesn't it? Kind of like that. Uh, for the series, look, uh, once we actually get some odds on these, Celtics in six or Warriors in six uh, are two of the probably the options that I'd like to look at the most because I think if Boston can get on a roll and, like, usual Andrew Wiggins sort of rolls back up as opposed to I'm playing against the Mavs, I'm going to turn into an absolute fucking superstar. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins rolls in. Um, yeah. I reckon Boston might have a game. But, like, look, six games as a series market is at $2.90 at the moment. Five is $3.50. Uh, the correct score at the moment, the Warriors are one and a half point, uh, one and a half game favorites. So they're pretty substantial favorites at the moment. The Celtics are $2.30 to one, Warriors are $1.60. Um, so the correct order, well, actually, that's not one. The series correct score is the one I'm talking about. So 4-2 Warriors is five ninety, and five thirty. For the Boston Celtics, pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So, for if you if you think it's going to go seven, Boston is six dollars seventy five to win it in seven, and the Warriors are four dollars fifty. That's such a weird sort of mix. Anyway, so the series I think of uh, basically the Boston in six or Warriors in six. The first blush vibe for me is that where it lands for either of those two. Uh, finals MVP. Steph's at $2.20. If the Warriors win, he wins because he's going to have to. Even if Jordan Poole or Andrew Wiggins like averages 35, Steph's going to get the votes. <laughs> Jalen Brown is 10 to 1 for the finals MVP on the Belson Celtics side, which I kind of like because it's enough of a kind of a weird mix for him that he could really, really just take it to the Warriors, if they sort of slow down Tatum, slow down Smart, slow down Horford, and Brown steps up and actually delivers, and they actually win. It's a good one. But either way, we'll flesh this all out in the actual preview show. We'll go through. We do this every year for the NBA Finals. We'll find some of the best ones, bring it to you. Uh, but that's the first blush. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think I like Warriors to win game one. Maybe Warriors in six is probably my first initial thought. But either way, awesome. Holy shit, we got there in the end. We'll uh, do that preview later this week. Because I think I'm uh, not going to have a show tomorrow. I might do one Wednesday or Thursday. Don't know yet. Um, so, because what we'll do is we'll probably get a guest on, do a bit of preview action, uh, talk about Warriors Celtics a little bit more in depth. Uh, we'll do the top five questions going into the finals uh, for both teams, I think. Uh, that's how we flesh it out for the finals. And then we'll talk about some of those, uh, you know, odds and stuff like that to see if there's some interesting ones. And uh, yeah, so that'll be out on Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. 
just keep an eye out on the socials. Speaking of which, follow NBA Australia on Twitter, Face EIG. We're all over the show socials all the time. Uh, are you going to come with me and drink beers for these Boomers games as well? How good's that? It's a bit exciting. Keep your ears out for some uh, fun vibes of that. And also, we might host a uh, bit of a thing for Game 4 of the Finals on June 11. Uh, for Game 4. Yeah, we'll try to tee up something. We might go drink some beers in the morning. How good's that? <laughs> Love good morning beers. Uh, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Talking about NFL gear. World Wrestling Australia over there with Adam. That's over on YouTube. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Uh, Knowable. Download the Knowable app. Bang in the code Australia. You get 20% off Knowable. Get smarter today. And uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. What a band. Uh, also, Joshua DeLorendo's Fascinated. Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes that you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. NBA Australia Sports Australian Band, so should you. And uh, let's close out today's show with a quick deli review of Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's it. It's over there on Disney+. And we will catch you probably... Wednesday or Thursday for an NBA Finals preview show. Cannot bloody wait. All right. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? We are all the hold steady. And later, Hussein! It's your old mate Deli over here just swinging by for a bit of another uh, NBL off-season NBA Australia pop culture review, eh? And I'll tell you what, I've been doing too much because, like, you know, that election happened and, like, we uh, got knocked out of the NBL stuff. So, you know, me and the squid and the message just been chilling, hanging out, went and visited my folks up in Mirabar, I've been fishing. Took the squid fishing the other day. He loved it. He's like, Dad, what are we doing? I'm like, don't yell at the fish. He's like, ah! Just like yelling at fish and shit. I'm like, this is not how you fish. What are you doing? you got to be quiet. I'm going to sit here and drink tins and get emotional. That's what we do. Anyway, so he learned eventually. Pretty sick. He had a good time. I had a good time. And now, uh, yeah. Then, on the weekend, it's like, oh, shit. Did you know there's like new Star Wars out? I'm like, fucking what? That's awesome. So I checked it out on the old Disney's and shit, and I'm like, oh, fucking Kenobi? You mean like old Ben? Ben Kenobi from like the first Star Wars? Fucking sick man. And uh, it turns out, yeah, well, Obi-Wan, he's back. And Ewan McGregor is playing Obi-Wan. So like, no spoilers, nothing from the first two episodes. But shit, that's, oh, man. I'm watching it going, hang on. So he's just like chilling, like, you know, like Tatooine and shit. And like, I don't know. Other stuff's going on, and it's not good. So, like, he's just sitting, sitting there, chilling, like, going, oh, this is all a bit fucked, isn't it? And then the second episode, going elsewhere, having a look for stuff, and it's like, oh, this is fun. How good Star Wars is. Oh, this is sick. And, like, Kamal pops up and shit, and you're like, oh, funny. you got the Inquisitors being fucking mean pricks and shit, and yeah. So I came out of two episodes of Kenobi going, Oh, mate, this is sick ass. So I just don't want to spoil it too much for you. So go check it out, eh? So oh, I reckon I'll give it about 28 out of 10 Deli Ones because it was sick. Oh, I just really fucking love Obi-Wan Kenobi, it turns out. I'm like, you and McGregor, you're fucking rad. I just need you back in my life, mate. Like, none of that nerd shit too much, but fucking love this one. So, yeah, go check it out over on the Disneys. All right, that's it for uh, this week for me. Uh, I've got to get back to uh, fishing.
and working on my handle, working on my shot. It's the off-season. Oh, always grinding. It's what we do. All right, later, fuckers. Del out.